Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 35 of Death Readers, the podcast where we read through books, and this series is on Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Well done. I thought you were going to say Goblet of Fire, and I was all ready for it. And you said Order of the Phoenix, and I was like, oh, that is what we're doing. I'm present. I'm in the moment. This is the podcast where I, we're, we're going through these Harry Potter book series. I have not read them. This is the first time reading them. Uh, Rob has read them many times, and he is here to help guide me through and give me little uh, breadcrumbs of, oh, look at this uh, plot thread. It goes this mm. way. Oh, look at this other plot thread. It goes this way. This plot thread and breadcrumb, you may be able to follow back to itself, and this other one may lead you right to the witch's house. I'd like to think that all my years working in a bookstore has prepared me for this. Prepared you for... I just wanted to call back and see if you made a face, but you didn't. Throwing. We, we don't need to... That's, that's Patreon information. Things into the nope. into the oven. <laughs> oh, you. Like a witch oh. in the gingerbread story. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Now who's bringing it back for Patreon? <laughs> um, well done. I bow to you. The, uh, so, uh, I have, like I said, I've not read these uh, books. This is the first time. Sort of the, the idea of this podcast is to follow, the, just to document us doing this and uh, me reading the books for the first time at... Uh, over 30 years old and uh, getting into reviewing them because I just, you know, always been curious. Yeah. Never really, you know. And I kept them. telling you, you should read them. You've yeah. never read them. And then we did it. Uh, I have seen the movies, uh, full disclosure. Not the movie, full disclosure. I have also seen that, but I also mean the movies of the Harry Potter series. What's the movie, full disclosure? That's that Michael Douglas. No, that's just disclosure. Well, I mean, it's very, if you've seen it in full, it is, okay. then it's, you've seen full disclosure. I cannot argue. Go ahead. You're just so proud. It is what it is. Um, it's pride. It goes well, before the no. fall. Well. Um, Talk about a good book. In this episode, we'll be reading through chapters four, five, and six of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Yes. If you haven't been and you'd like to, we've been encouraging our listeners to read along with us uh, so that you can understand the points we're making when we reference page numbers because that's how we'll be doing this is going through each chapter uh, and taking notes on the sections that strike our fancy, mm. cause us to have some sort of critical thought or interest, and then we'll cite them and address them with each other. So, I, I don't think we have any further to There's no more ado. Delay. We're a done with a do. That brings us to chapter four. Number 12, Grimald Place. That's right. My first note is on page 59. My first note is before that. Please. Because it's not even a page number. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's about oh. the title. Okay, yes. Address the, the I'm title. I'm going to address the title. So, Grim Old Place. Right? Montu now rolling. Like, Diagon Alley. Oh. Nocturne Alley. Grim Old Place. I see what you're doing. Also, Sirius was the Grim. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. I didn't. I, also, how many years has it been that he was in Azkaban? Number 12. Oh, shit. Damn it. Damn it. You got me a gun, JK. Oh. Literally shook my fist. <laughs> shook your fist and all the veins in your neck bulged in a Hulk-like anger. Um, okay, so now. My point was there was only going to be that Grim Old sounds like Grindelwald to me. Oh, And okay. that there's, I mean, that's probably not as in-depth as your obvious. Your, your <laughs> but mine... Mine is feels more obviously wrong. I just I just remember reading some review of the book where someone's like, "Oh, Grimhold Place, I just got that." And I was like, "Really?" And so I didn't get it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I I just usually look at words. I, I look at things like that when she writes them, and I go, "That's stupid," and just move on. Like, oh, I get it. It's a funky old word. Moving on, and I just don't even try. It's one of my weaknesses. Yeah, you probably wouldn't like Dickens because he does that shit all the time. I have not, nor have ever liked Dickens. You watch Muppet Christmas Carol. That's Dickens. It's not my preference. What's your note? Page fifty-nine. Yeah. Harry's gaping early tonight. What? That's just he gapes. Oh, get, get, <laughs> Your read of that read was very salacious. Um. Yeah. No. I. Uh, I forgot that we were on Gape Watch. Yeah. Is that what we're calling it? No. We've got to have a better name. got to have. Uh, well, he did it. <laughs> a gog watch? Why, I don't care. It just doesn't sound as bad. 
Uh, that's my only note. It's just like, oh, there he is doing it again. Uh, my note after that is page 62. Oh, good. So is mine. You go. Is everything here shaped like a serpent? Because in the first couple pages of this chapter, there's like the door knocker, I think, or something like that, or the handle to the door. I mean, and then they're, there's a, they're into Slytherin. There's a, are they? Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of it. There. It just it, it just makes me wonder, like, why? It's just a weird thing to me, like, to be like, man, you guys are... Like, imagine going to someone who's a, has a, is a staunch member of a political party and everything in their house is a donkey or everything in their house is an elephant. And you're like, oh, God, I get it. Like, what the hell, guys? Like, do you have any Me, other part of your personality going on? I think it's more like going to one of those island houses in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and everything is a swastika. <laughs> I think that's it's supposed to be closer to that. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Gross. I mean, they're big into a... Pure bloodery. They are. It's really interesting to read that in these chapters. But I was uh, okay. So my note was just about the house elf shrunken heads. They they didn't address that they were house elves at first. They say just shrunken heads. Later in these chapters, they address that they are oh, house elf heads. Oh, okay. So spoilers. Sorry. No, I, I, we I, read it. We read it in these right, chapters. Right, right. But like, at first, it's just shrunken heads, which made me think, oh, like the shrunken head that was in the double decker uh, or the triple decker sure. night bus, I, but. That was only in the movie, yeah. which we know, but... I forgot that was even... That they were shrunken. I just imagined oh, really? full-size mounted heads. Probably from that picture in the beginning of the chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, or the beginning of whatever chapter it's in. It might be this one. I don't remember. But yeah, we can take a look. Sure. Uh, if you're listening, please uh, turn your... 59-ish. Turn your book to page 59, Ooh. where we will see just what look what appear to be just mounted heads. Yeah. Um, it does appear that their mouths are sewn shut, a la shrunken heads. But some horrifying shit, though. It's very slight, though. But yeah, even that is pretty rough. We're going to take these sentient creatures that have been with our family. Do you have anything to say on that? Well, mounted humanoid heads are pretty gross. Uh, and the fact that they're, they're slaves. Yeah. Like, again, you want to talk about, like, some horrible shit. We've certainly covered this, but. (sighs) Just, she keeps. It's really dark. We will talk about it again in my notes. Okay, okay, okay. Later. Let's wait. No, because this is an interesting, different point. Okay. But, um, the, because it hadn't occurred to me that, like, that, that part of it is, it's like, you're, it's just so gross and sad. I don't understand it. I don't understand what part of it, I don't understand what part of the world it services. Uh, I mean, and it's, it's uh, like, if this is the only way you can show how horrible pure blood purists, if you will, are, then why is Sirius not removing them from the wall and throwing them out? Why are they, why are they not, why didn't he do, that wasn't the first thing he did when he moved back. Anytime there's that question, it's permanent sticking charm. That has only been specifically in the book at this point attributed to two things. Yes, but no one's asked yet about those. I'm sure if they did, oh, permanent sticking charm. Sure, but like. The fact that it's not addressed in the book means that it probably didn't occur to her and they're still there for a reason. That's true. And what is that reason? Is it because the idea of shrunken slaves, slave heads is fun? Because I don't think it is. That really, that bothers me uh, like deeply yeah. and that it's in a kid's book. It, what bothers me about it to be specific, because I'm mm. not being specific, is the detachment from how awful that is. Yes. It's 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 very much, and we talked about this before. It's very much like what I recall from Song of the South. Is there sort of this revisionism in it of this idea of no no no? There, there's a line in one of the songs in Song of the South where they say something like that they the slave the the the, the people the the freed slaves right. are singing a song about how they wish things were like they were before. Something dark. I don't and, remember and talking about like this that. ever. Well, we talked about the Song of the South and how to do that thing. Okay. But, like, this is the this is the stuff that is the problem with it, right? Right. Um, and they, uh, so they say this thing, and it's like, you know, white people wrote this movie, white people who thought things were better right. when, when African Americans were enslaved. Uh, it's kind of horrible to have all these people, like, these African American actors are being paid to do this. Right. It's just a whole clusterfuck of awful. But... If you think about it a little bit, you can appreciate how awful it is and how distasteful it is. This book, Harry, the Harry Potter book series, doesn't seem to have that capacity to really look into what's actually awful about slavery. And, and the, it's almost like, like, I just, I hope, I would hope that she's just trying to, like, write her way out of a mistake she made where she introduced slaves in the first place. But she just doesn't. No. She keeps 
going deeper into adding more uh, layers to this, whole, the worst idea she's had that she's included in these books. It's it's just, uh, it's like when people complain about rape in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Where they say it's just like, oh, it's just there because the author's lazy, which I don't know if you can really say about him, but like the idea is it's lazy writing to be like, well, that's the easy way to tell people that this is a bad character. Right. An easy way to tell people that a character's a bad character is to give them slaves. But it certainly seems like there's a lot of other more like insult to injury added in this book that just feels weird. Right. And none of the hero characters do anything about it. The closest one we get is Hermione with Spew, and it's a kind of it's, a joke. It's, it's it's literally a joke. Yeah. They call it Spew. Right. That's it's like puke. It's a joke. It, it's just really it's upsetting. It's really bothersome. It really would make me question giving this book to a kid uh, very seriously. Like I don't I don't know how. I don't know how you would explain it away, and I don't know if you, why, why I'd want to. Why I'd want to do, go through all the rest of it to get to a point where I have to lie to a kid about why this is why we can read this and be okay with it. My experience was just going, wow, isn't that bad? These are bad people. Moving on. Sure. And that probably works with an eight-year-old. Sure. Or a six-year-old or whatever, whatever right. age people are reading this book. But I can't do that. Like, I, no. uh, so far, I can't, I can't look at it and go... Yeah, obviously slavery's bad. There, there's no way I could look at this and depict or, or interpret anything she says as somehow being weirdly, offensively cavalier about it. That there's literally a tradition of decapitating them, shrinking their heads, and then putting their heads on display. Right. Not even like a... And it's only like a point of honor for the slave elves. Right. Like, they desperately want to be decapitated and, and, and put up there. But it's like, every part... Every other part of how that functions in the book is a joke. Oh, it only happens when they're not strong enough to carry the tea tray. <laughs> oh, because the erudite asshole blacks are so evil and, and terrible. Not like, wow, that's fucked up. That's a horrible thing. I didn't want to read in a kid's book. Yeah, they're the bad guys. But this, this elf slave is just longing to have that happen to him. What? <laughs> Why? And then, anyway, it's just... Problematic. It's more than that. <laughs> it's much. It's much more severe than problematic. It's, it's wrong. Yeah, I think. Th- unfortunately, that's where I'm. I oh, really didn't expect this in these books. I was wondering. I, I I was wondering what your reaction to this aspect would be. Yeah, I. I mean, it's. You mean before we started the whole process? As we yeah, and as yeah. we approached the last after book. I after I heard your uh, views in the last book right knowing this was coming right i was just like hmm yeah it's 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 worse yeah it's much she worse really doubles down uh i mean i know we have like three more books this book included but like three more books to go but like i i'm losing faith that there's anything she could do to redeem it i i don't think the house elf storyline will be redeemed in your eyes because this feels so minstrelly like if you really want to break it down like this feels like putting the idea of slavery on display as a joke. Right. That is what that was. If we swap it out for a fictional character. Yeah, or a fictional species. A spe- fictional or, species. Or a fictional, fictional right, right, right. slaves or something. like. Then I can have all those tropes. Yeah, and that feels fucking gross. It feels real gross. I, I just don't like it. It makes me feel bad. Um, anyway, we can move on from that because I'm going to talk about it again later. I know you um, are. My next note is 66. Mine's 63. I have 63 and 65, so I'll just do both of these. Um, uh, page 63 is, is like one of those parts. It's the part where Harry, Ron and Hermione are explaining to Harry that they had they couldn't talk to him. They couldn't explain yeah. what, what was going on through letters. And he has this moment where he like hears them say something that comforts him and explains it, but he has this idea of like he has this welling sensation or, or a feeling of wanting to be really cruel and mean to them yep. in response and i just thought you know I, i'm kind of worrying now that i'm going to start being irritated by it by the, the persistent hints that harry's evil and has all this voldemort stuff in it because i've already figured right. it out um presumably i've already figured it, unless you're fucking red herring me really good um or you know baiting me along believing me believing that i figured it out and then i i won't have at the end who knows who knows? Um, but it, it's happened a couple times in these chapters, and it was just every time I'm like, okay, I know, I know. 
And that was the big complaint from even fans of the books, that there's a lot of this. Uh, there's a, in page 65 is the first time he, he just starts screaming yeah. and it's in all caps. And it, I just thought to myself, this reads like a presidential tweet. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Oh. Um, oh. My next note after that is page 68. Mine's 66. Uh, so Harry gets to be a little bitch and take <laughs> care of plot exposition. Yes. That, um, was, that, that was kind of a neat use of the yelling that I'd never appreciated before. I'm like, oh, she got lots of things in like these little bit, little rants. Yeah. She get it's a lot of exposition in these chapters, which yeah. is fine. Uh, it's just it's very heavy. It's like fifty pages. Of, sure, but of, she certainly uh, summed it up. Like it was book three, uh, two summers ago, right, or two right, years ago. Right. I dealt with the sorcerer's stone and blah 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 blah. And then last time, blah 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 blah. And, and this, this was in this way. He's like, remember when I did this and I did this and I did this, and she covers all those bases yeah. while also giving him a justification as to why he would say that. Stuff. Right. Yeah, it's 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 fine. It's right. serviceable. Uh, I will say though, you're saying Harry gets to be a little bitch. I think this is one of the few times I think he's actually justified in his anger and feeling of being mistreated. Hmm. In in the way that like, it's that thing. I mean, we've talked about this in Harry Potter before. Okay. I don't like the I don't like the way Dumbledore parents Harry. True. It bothers me a lot how he deliberately keeps Harry in the dark without explaining anything. And I can through my own personal experience that for me, and I'm seeing it through Harry, only serves to make that person furious. <laughs> and because it's it's like, there's a difference between someone being like, hey, listen, there's certain things I can't tell you because of this reason. Is it Because it actually keeps you safer. I would love to tell you, you deserve to know these things. That's a, but that sounds I, like a better way to approach it. But I truly it. believe yeah. that if you know, the less you know, the safer you will be. And understand, it's not a perfect situation because we also assigned this drunk guy to to watch <laughs> you, and he fucked up because he's a, a screw up, right? And a criminal. We understand that, but he has his own. You know, he serves his purpose, and, and we're really sorry about that. But truly, we I have good reason to believe, and you just have to trust me. I am the what did Harry call Dumbledore that one time? The the greatest wizard who ever lived, or something like that. I, many people have said something like that, right? You know, I I am the greatest. Oh, wizard, he said it to, to yeah. And, you know, maybe give me some credit, give me some trust, uh, buddy, even though he fucking shouldn't because he's setting him up the whole time. Right. But, like, still, it, it just, like, if I had that feeling of, like, I get where Harry's coming from and he's justified I, he's overreacting. Anger, but I, he's not justified taking out a Ron Hermione. Oh, 100%. That's, that's where my comment was more directed. And this is the one time so far I will give him credit for being a young person mm-hmm. and being angry without having much capacity to, for control over it. Right. This is a situation where this is the there's nothing he could imagine that could prepare him for this. Like this idea of like he he goes through four books of getting his entire like support structure built and then suddenly one summer a month it's taken away and he doesn't have any information as to why or what to do next or how to handle it. Like this kid has already is already in a place where he feels like he has no support system. He's lived his whole life up to that point feeling that way, feeling like forgotten or abused. He finally gets those things that make him feel not that way. And then those people, because they are protecting him, yank that out from under him. And of course he's going to be surprised and confused because they're also not explaining it. <laughs> like it's it's cause and effect. Like what else did, would you expect? I think Hermione and Ron even say that in the chapter. Like we expected you to be mad. Right. They, they get it. But like at the same time, you also have to accept that he's going to throw a fit at right. this point. Like he's, this is the first time he's gotten a chance to actually vent and it'd be okay because he, now he's back with these people. Right. So, uh, you know, that's a thing that sounds like a, a teenager would do. Sure. Or a maladjusted adult. <laughs> Uh, 68, there's a moment where she writes that Ron has a look of dawning comprehension. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't have been me, could it? Oh, yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I just thought, things aren't looking so good for Rob's argument for the smart Ron. <laughs> I mean, he's, Seems like it's in the books now. He's street smart. <laughs> he would make a great horror. <laughs> The most withering Ron insult. Same saying there's a, there's, there's a couple of these in so far where it's like, oh, he's a dummy. He's he's not even as smart as his brothers who make like fart powder and shit like that. Like, <laughs> that's bad. 
That's real bad. <laughs> All right. And Hermione falls for this guy? I don't. I think I don't. It's a, this book is I think it's like Swiss cheese, man. She's just full of holes. Him. That's it for my notes on the chapters. I okay. have I have overview after that, but um, I think I know what I was trying to say, but maybe we can work through this together. Sure. Harry was not sure his anger had abated yet. Good moment of logically deciding to be illogical. Mm. I think I think it, it. I think that she actually wrote Harry was not sure his anger had abated yet, and it was just that moment of like, you've mollified me, but I still. Feel he's, that he's, build up that of transition. Raid. Yeah, that like that I, I just, I just, I, 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 I resonated with it when I read it. Sure. And now my writing, I'm not resonating with. Got to take better notes, man. I do. Um, I just don't know the part, the part that confused me. The part you mentioned about to be illogical. Mm. I don't know what that means. To, to continue to be angry. Oh well, see, but that, I don't know if that is illogical. Like it's illogical. Like I, I know that everything's making sense, but I still want to rage. So it's the, the what's illogical the is, the, is the, the indulging yourself in the outburst. Yes, the emotional outburst. That he, the indulging of, part of, of it. the screaming because yes. you know you because it's, it's comfortable. Right. Yeah, yeah. It feels good. It feels right. like it you're feels you're good. getting vindicated for all your pain. Right. By like, no, I'm not done yelling yet. By trying to scream at other people. You've agreed with me. I've achieved every goal I could possibly have needed to achieve with right. this anger. But I want to keep going because of the feeling. What's I'm the next? How how do you healthily handle that uh, anger, though? I don't. What do you mean? <laughs> I I don't know what I mean. Never mind. That's okay. Was <laughs> why I asked. I know. <laughs> I didn't like. I didn't like the avenue of psychotherapy that opened up. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, there's a uh, a healthy way to proceed. Perhaps you just you just bottle it and you stuff it no. down. No, no, that's not nope, what you that's do. The, that's probably not the best way to do no. it. What happens when you someone... announce that you're you're not ready to stop being angry? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's closer. Okay. That's a good step. Okay. Um. But what would happen if you just stopped being angry? I don't think you can. You don't think so? No. What if you just made the choice, like, to let go of the anger and decide? Just like that feeling of like having a weight lifted and just being like, whew, it's over. Can I tell you what popped into my head as an answer? Sure. That means they win. <laughs> and I know that's You've wrong. I know it. So much more work to do. Um, <laughs> do you have any more page numbers in this chapter? I have one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, this is never about you discovering the Harry Potter books. <laughs> this is my cheap therapy. <laughs> you, page 71, you say? 75. 75, Sorry. sure. Crookshanks. What about him? No, that was that was that's the line. Ginny's lie. Her oh, straight her lie. up. Her who did this? Crookshanks. Doesn't even phase. That is my first overview note. So okay. I will I will say, uh, Ginny's a good liar. Oh yeah. That is the first time I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it. <laughs> yes. Um, I. You, you start to see how I have the overview of Ginny, and I'm like, she's fantastic. I I occasionally have been a good liar. I'm not a good liar. And, and, Go and ahead. it's. The thing about being a good liar is you have to be, you have to be open to being good at improv. Right. And I'm not good at it. I'm not good at improv. But you're open to it. I'm open to it. Right. And, and the thing about the difference there is, that might sound weird to someone who doesn't know what I'm talking about. So I'll try to explain. Uh, being open to it means you, you stop saying no to yourself. Mm-hmm. Sounds weird, but you just have to stop. Uh, the first thing that come to mind comes to mind. You have to say. Is the kind of thing. Right. Um, so, like, I remember I was in high school once, and we were having, I was in theater, and I think we'd just done a show. We'd just done some sort of show, and we went to, it was like late night or something, and we went to Denny's after the show. And we were all high as shit, like, hyped on, like, just being excited. The yeah, show you had a show, yeah. Or whatever, like, that, that, that show rush energy happened. And we were psyched. And my mom and, and and there was at least a couple guardians, you know, kind of people there because we were all still in high school. So it was at least my mom and I think another uh, mother of a couple parents. And I wanted to uh, – and they put us in the back room at Denny's. Like most Denny's that I've been to have this like front area. Sure. And then they have this area where they put up that fake wall mm-hmm. and then they have a closed door and you can have like Absolutely. A, a group meeting back there. So that because there was like 15 of us. And you're allowed. Yeah. They put us all back there. So I – for some reason, it must have been part of the show or something, but I had a, a, essentially like a boombox, like a portable stereo in my in my car or in my, my mom's car. And I, w- I wanted to get it and bring it into the room and play music. 
I don't remember why that was such a good idea to me, but it was, but it was a very good idea for right. some reason. I was like, that should happen. So I remember going out to get it. I went out to get it and I brought it inside and I like plugged it in. And as I was plugging it in, the, uh, this is all in front of my, my mom and, and these other parents and all these other kids. This, the, the Denny's like person came in and, and like the store manager or the shift manager or whatever came in and said, Hey, you can't play any music in here. Okay. And without missing a beat very quickly, very calmly, not even like, Oh yeah. Like you're, not, you're, not you're confrontational or anything. Nothing. Right. I looked at that person again without missing a beat and just said, Oh no, I'm just bringing it in from the cold because it's December in Alaska and I don't want my boombox to get cold and potentially damaged. And the guy was like, okay. And then, like, he walked out of the room. And there was this weird silence from, like, the parents. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of, like, turned their heads at me and were like... Because they all knew the reason I had gone out to get right. it. They were all fully informed about what was happening. And they just saw this situation where I was <laughs> going to potentially have to lose the thing I was going to do. And I did anyway. Right. And just, like, calmly end this situation while also getting what I wanted in a way that made that person feel like they won. Right. And I was outed as a good liar. Then and you that, taught them the meaning of fear that night. No, that was the oh. moment when it, when I taught them the meaning of heightened like observation. Cause it was like, Oh, I guess we need to keep an eye on him now. Yeah. The meaning of fear. That's what I'm saying. It was no and me. Um, and it was one of those things where I just had to like explain to my mom, no, 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 I don't lie to you <laughs> that well. I promise. <laughs> Why? What? What would I have to lie about? And and, th- and that's the sinister part of it is if they don't know, you're doing it right. Yeah. Did you have a heart to heart about it? Did she bring it up? Yes, but I also assured her she. Oh no, nothing. I'm sure you were sure. I'm I'm saying, but uh, like, was it that night? Like on the way yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a conversation. It wasn't like a, a, a scolding conversation. It was just more mm. of like I think she was impressed. <laughs> like in a in a weird sort of way. That might have been the right word, but sort of like surprised and mm-hmm. sort of like, oh wow. <laughs> like right. okay. Um that might not have been a, a thrilling story to tell, but it was no, it was a, a moment where that that kind of thing happened. So I this that the scene with Jenny is exactly the same thing. That it was the exact same situation. The The main characters and the reader are all informed at the same time that Ginny has been throwing these dung bombs right. at this thing in an attempt to get a thing uh, to, to happen, to, to test it. So I'm assuming these are actually like wads of shit she's throwing because <laughs> that's why they're called dung bombs, right? I feel like it's a stink bomb sure. kind of thing. Sounds sure. like yeah. actual feces. <laughs> Especially when she references her dirty hands later. It made me yeah. really freak out about the idea of like Ginny has literal shit in her hands in this room and Harry's like, that's the girl for me. <laughs> the girl with dung hands. And, uh, but, but the same quickness that she... Because she knows how to handle a piece of shit. What, what a perfect marriage. It's a marriage match made in heaven. Yeah. But the quickness at which the audience is made aware that, oh, she's lying and she's really good and quick at it was the exact same thing that happened to me. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know. Impressive. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know. It was, that's what that moment made me think of. Sure. Um, because that's the trick of to being a good liar is I guess my, it was my point is that you uh, have to be quick and you have to be convincing and you have to believe it yourself. Right. Now that might seem again like obvious, but all of those things can be difficult to do together. Sure. So the uh, I have. Oh, I was just gonna say I really like the horrible portraits. That was my last overview. Note. Oh, like this is the first introduction of the screeching. Mrs. Black. Mrs. Black, and then the other portraits. I like. I just like that. So far, we've had mostly portraits that are nice. Yeah. <laughs> or at least you know funny. And mm-hmm. this is this is awful. Right. Uh, and you can't even get rid of it because, like, as soon as it was screaming, I, I literally had the thought of, why don't they just throw those away? And then I started to, I, I hated the 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 permanent sticking charm or whatever idea because it wasted what I thought was a hilarious side story, which could have happened, which was, you have a horrible portrait. What happens to portraits if you don't want them anymore? Right. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, these are essentially like living versions. They're like uh, of these people parts. Somehow this is magic and it happens. Like, let's say somebody takes the portrait of Dumbledore at the end of the series that ends up hanging in the headmaster's office mm-hmm. and like puts it on the curb. <laughs> <laughs> what happens to it? <laughs> like, 
Like what? What would happen if somebody put it in their house? Like someone who didn't know what the fuck it was or know who he is. Right. Like let's say they put it in the Weasley house in the in the borough. Mm-hmm. Does it still work? Like is that weird? Like I don't like what would that be like? What kind of like imagine a Harry Potter like Wizarding World of Harry Potter sitcom about the misplaced <laughs> portrait where they take a portrait of somebody, put it where it shouldn't be in some awkward situation. We had all these at a secondhand store. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just this weird. The, the mishmash of characters. Yes. Yep. Just it, or just I even like the idea of like a skit of them sitting in a trash pile on the side of the road with regular rubbish, just sitting like in, in and around big black uh, bags of garbage, mm-hmm. and just sitting there talking to each other like, you know, this fine mess we found ourselves in this time. <laughs> chapter five, the Order of the Phoenix, the titular chapter, mm. subtitular. Mm. It's the subtitle of the book. Oh yeah, okay. It's subtitular. Yeah, subtitular. New chapter. word alert. New word alert. Subtitular. Yeah, no. Sorry, that's it. That's all. I, that's all I wanted to say was subtitular. This might have been the first time we invented a new word. In the new word alert. I think that counts. Does it? Yeah. Well, I'm there sure. you go. Hey, uh, if Shakespeare can invent words. I can invent Let's, words. Well, I did this one, so um, yeah. Just wait your turn. Um, okay. <laughs> this is about me. <laughs> You're a figment of my imagination. Projection of my psychosis. First rule of book club. Okay. Are you in on the side of the road in a pile of garbage talking to a portrait? <laughs> Could be. Could be. What a patient wife you think you have. <laughs> <laughs> 79. Um, 85. Okay. Uh, just wanted to talk about the permanent sticking charm. Okay. Do you think it is permanently permanent? Is it tied to how strong the person who cast it was? Is there no way to get rid of it? Could they take the wall out? This is not uh, Clearly its efficacy does not wither when the person dies. Uh, my thought was that they could take the wall out and that would work. I would accept that. It's like a Banksy. Yeah. You know, you have it on the wall <laughs> and and you if you want to buy it and own it, you have to move a brick wall to your fucking mansion. Right. So deal with that or to your, you know, art museum. Right. Uh, I imagine it was like that. Because, but because I don't. But then again, they also have like they have disenchantment spells, right? Yeah. So like, I don't understand why that doesn't work. And yeah, if, if if you can cast it, the other person should be able to uncast it. Right. Um, or do you have to get like a special removals person in who can undo it? Oh, like a like, locksmith, like an aura for charms. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know it. I I like it as a function of the narrative as like an element. I like it as a like. A problem they can't fix with magic because magics are what caused the problem. Right. Like, I like that, but I also it just brings me around to I don't like magic. Yes. <laughs> like magic just is irritating um, because she keeps using it in this way where it just it keeps setting up these problems and, and or solving them <laughs> or not solving them when it should, etc. Right. It's just it's it's too much that it could do that it won't do and not enough that it should be able to do that it doesn't do. You've just added a lot of kerfuffle to your story. Not really rules. Right. Because you can um, but, always invent but, a new rule. Well, she's adding bits. Like, it's a, sure it's a bit. Yeah. And, I get, and, then, and in this situation, like, I appreciate how the bit needs to override the logic of magic. Right. And I, I get it, and it's fine. It's just, I can't also ignore that it's doing that. You said yours was 85? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 80. Okay. Horn-rimmed glasses. Like Harry's? No. Harry, I always assumed, just had... Round like wire glasses. Is this Mr. Weasley? Mr. Weasley, has he ever worn glasses before? I don't remember. Okay. He hasn't in the movies. No, he certainly hasn't in the movie. I don't remember him being written that way. I just wonder if you'd picked up on it. 82, last one. I, I think I did pick up on that it was weird, but I didn't pick up on whether or not I had noticed it before. I don't think I've ever noticed Maybe he's just getting older. Could be. We are four books in. Maybe Can't his you just Oculo Reparo? Fix your own eyes? Well, Harry has glasses. Why wouldn't he do that? Dumbledore <laughs> has glasses. Why wouldn't he do that? Professor I McGonagall feel like has glasses. Could, there should be a magic version of LASIK. Alistair Moody is missing an eyeball. Why couldn't he just oculo regenerate? Yeah, well, I'll tell you that one right there. Okay. Like Harry's scar, you can, there's some magical wounds you can't just fix. 
Maybe there's just some magical portraits you can't unstick. Yeah, okay, fine. See what I mean? It's stupid. But like, it's regular just... eyes that have gone bad regularly should be able to be magicked back into ocular health. In the same way that you should be able to regrow someone's bones, I totally agree. Magic is stupid. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> 82. Okay. Serious. Sat there grim-faced. Yep. Yeah, you got me. Know this, that. Yeah, this just I, I, feels I just... like it. It feels like the literary version of feeding a baby with the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Open up the hangar for the airplane. That's what it feels like. I fucking get it. I, can we move on? I'm being spoon fed. It's grim. I get it. All right. Then you have. Eight, I have two on 85. Okay. Do, you have, do you have any on 85? 90. Uh, 90's my I'm going to do both of do my it. 85s. The first 85. Tonks is a pinky nose. Yep. And Harry thinks it looks like a female Dudley. Yep. I'm bored of this. <laughs> <laughs> just. It's over. Just, yeah. Stop. It's, it's, it's really, it is, oh man, it's been done. <laughs> okay. It's almost like, you know how many times Futurama did an episode where they go back to the day that Fry got pushed into the. Uh, the cryogenic a lot they do it a fucking lot yeah and they like stack on their time travel a lot and at a certain point it's like (laughs) like I mean you have done other stories that are cool you do other time travel stories yeah they don't have to be it it just becomes like when you start off something with me being disinterested or like it's just instantly disinterested deflated like a floating aunt like just deflated do you have another note on 85? I do. Okay. And it is not great. <laughs> it is uh, page 85. Uh, so, okay. So the goblins are slaves too. Right. We needed that. We needed another batch of slaves. Well, how? The goblin rot silver? What? The goblins are slaves. Right. And there was the only goblin mention I remember at the moment is Sirius talking to Mundungus no. saying the goblet was made its finest 17th century goblin wrought silver. No. Okay. This is the part where uh, they are discussing the allegiances of magical creatures mm-hmm. and they're addressing goblins and discussing how goblins will go. Okay. And they're saying that they don't know if goblins will side with the good wizards with Dumbledore's army or the Order of the Phoenix because they have denied them freedom for so long. And that that might endear them to Voldemort. Okay, I don't think they're slaves. It says that in the book. Denied freedoms, not freedom. I would love to be wrong. Okay. Does it say freedoms? It says freedoms. Oh, sweet. Um, it's still not great. No. I think it's more like a caste system. Okay. Um, I think they're considered a lower class and they're not allowed to use wands. Okay. And the wizard's just saying, hey, we're the ones in charge of wands. You can't have them. Okay. That's what we're denying you. You can still be goblins. Okay. Go be goblins. So it's not freedom. We'll allow you to manage our money if you want. Well, forgive me, but this is a book where- It's still bad. Th- this shit where slavery is a thing. Yeah, so, yeah, um, Okay, then but never mind. I, But I think specifically it's more, you're not as good as us and we're in charge. Right. So fuck you. Right. Okay. And of course that makes the goblins tetchy. Right. Um, my next note then is page 90. Also 90. What's yours? Uh, I just really enjoyed the debate over whether or not to tell Harry anything. I thought it was... Oh, it was really... Yeah, I really really enjoyed the way that was written. And it felt like, you know, that sort of... uh, That that thing when you're you're fighting with family about what's the right thing to do about something, someone else's well-being or their best interests. And it hurt to watch Molly lose all of her, like, motherhood power all at once. Yeah, my my note on that is that, well, I guess that uh, first mom hug, (laughs) I guess it's over. That was the end of last book. So, yeah, so we've, four we've weeks ago, ninety pages, yeah. roughly, yeah, for that for that warm tenderness Harry had never seen to him just be like, never again. <laughs> I'm with the black serious man. I'm with the criminal man now. Yeah, call me Harry Black, which is <laughs> Harryus Black. <laughs> I like Harryus Black. And then he like, can you imagine Harry over on that stupid like? Uh, silk thing of the family tree, like carving his name <laughs> yes, in. Yes, like, it's just like Harry Black. Big glasses. Harry Black. <laughs> My note related to that was: I enjoy how bad Sirius is at being an adult. Yeah, just his entire. Just well, he's never not, had to. Right, right, and I don't mean I'm I'm agreeing with his choices. I just like how he's written. Where you're like, where you're seeing the other side of Sirius. You're like, dude, you're not a child. It's, Stop it. 
it's like he was written thoughtfully. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. I like it when she writes thoughtfully. <laughs> like it, it, it makes me happy. It feels like good writing. Yes. Um, I'm hoping I'm just too stupid to appreciate her thoughtful writing about the elf slaves. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I love it. I love him. Uh, like, and I think you know we can talk about this eventually. But like the Gary Oldman, like this scene I like a lot in the movies. In the movie. Where he, when that scene where he winks at Harry and he does that whole like arm, the gesticulation of like, this is what I'm talking about. Exactly. He does that too. He does that big clap. And, he, and then he's like happy that Harry is like exuberant to be willing to fight. And he's right. like, you know, that's my boy. That's him. Yeah, we'll get him, Harry. You and me. And then there's that part in later when he calls him James and then he dies. That was, I don't even remember if they do that in the book, but that was well done in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because even Harry's like, what the, what? Because Harry knows. Yeah. Sirius doesn't know. No. But in this part, she even says that he's not James Sirius. Like, you, he isn't your friend. He's your charge. Yeah, she she, she cut right through his bullshit early it, on. It was, it's really, I, again, I like the way she's written, too. Got a lot of credit to the way uh, Molly's written. Mm -hmm. Because it is, it's heartbreaking. Because you know that it's that, everybody's got one of those people who just, they feel overbearing. Uh, mm -hmm. They feel like they're pushing their nose in your business where it doesn't belong, but they're they're trying so hard to protect you because they love you that much. Right. And she does a great job of capturing that in Molly, her, her essential, like her avatar of uh, maternity mm -hmm. or maternal instinct, sure. instincts. Fantastically uh, written and, and created. That's what I'm done. I am done also. So that brings us to chapter six. The noble and most ancient House of Black. Mine, her first note is page 101. 103. My note is when Ron says, quote, she doesn't trust us at all, you know. And that made me laugh. Made me laugh out loud yep. because it, uh, <laughs> it's the sequence where the, the twins have just apparated into the Harry and Ron's room. Yep. And they're like chatting even though they're not supposed to. And then she comes up the, the stairs to like check in on him and then they apparate out. And then Ron, again, with complete lack of irony... Just says, like, it, she just doesn't trust us. And it's like, because you guys are actively doing the thing she told you not to do. I always imagined it was completely with Aunt Irony, but you think, no. Oh, no, 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 because <laughs> he's an idiot. Um, and and because I think she keeps giving these idiot, hilarious, dry wit lines to the Weasleys, like the one in the last book where I think it was George says, uh, stop telling people what to do. Because <laughs> it's the same thing. You know, It's right. the same idea. You're actively telling people what to do. By telling someone to stop telling you what to do, it, it's she does these things, and I really like it. Um, it. It also made me kind of sad that to think that, like, talking about Molly's character again, this idea that like she do goes through all this. Uh, I think she even they even say it in the book. Um, if not, I'll take credit for it. But they, she she's a uh, Molly Coddling, mm -hmm. right? the, all the boys. Yeah, which I'm sure is why she has that name. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> she and it it's still in vain because one of her kids dies and it's so sad to think about that. like it's sad that the character dies anyway yeah. because of everything else but like to think about especially like with the context of how much effort and time she spent nagging everyone to be safe be careful to protect these kids from this information that would eventually lead to their putting themselves in danger and potentially their death she's the most rational and protective person in the story from a certain point of view like you could make an argument that everyone else who understands that you can't protect yourself from you can't always just protect sometimes you have to end a threat mm -hmm. to be safe to sure. protect but jk does such a good job of depicting both of those angles in this chapter or in this argument mm -hmm. and that's what i think is great about that argument um and it just but this one just occurred to me these boys I mean, there's nothing, nothing's going to stop them from, uh, dying. Right. <laughs> uh, page 113 is my next note. 103. Okay. Uh, seeing how Molly holds a grudge against Mundungus for leaving Harry. It's interesting. She still reads Lockhart. <laughs> I, I, like, I think I, I think I have a part B. The guy who would have left her daughter to rot and yep. sun blithering. It suggests Ron never told her how bad it was. Or her being charmed by him was so powerful. She's just got that rise. much charisma. Or she's like, I still just like the way he looks. <laughs> it's like separating the artist from the act. 
I don't know. Coming on the heels Molly of your it. note, I think uh, I think they just lied to her. They definitely have not told her things before. Like they didn't tell her about Sirius. Right. That's right. Anybody about Sirius? Mom, shut up. That would not have flown in my house. Um, One oh seven. Okay, go for it. I always enjoyed George's getting yelled at by Mrs. Weasley trip tips. He's like, oh, they're letting her build up steam. Oh, yeah, I like that, too. He's, yeah. he's very matter-of-fact But it's also it. accurate to how they behave with her in the earlier books. Oh, absolutely. running past her and, like, moving quickly. Mm-hmm. But just the, the, his awareness of it. Yeah. I like. Yeah. 111. Mm-hmm. Toujours pur. However it is. Nah, I am French. The black family motto. Oh, yes, yes. Always pure. Ew. And the last note I have is 116. Okay, so my 113 is uh, with the black family tree, the revelation that everyone's related mm-hmm. made me feel gross. <laughs> Again, sort of like it, it, I understand that it has to functionally be the case, I guess. Sure. But just like, so just, okay. At what point does all this become incest? The like wedding what, night? What, mar- ew, ew. What marriage would have to take place to make everyone actually raise their eyebrows to the pure blood? I mean, I guess it depends on personal preference. Some people don't consider second cousins. Some people... But I think, like, most, wait, I think everyone agrees okay, cousins. Think of it this way. If Sirius Black had a kid, yeah. a, blood, a blood child, yeah. um, oh. and that kid married a, a Weasley child, that would be incest. I, f- I feel like there's probably... Because that's cousins. That's literally separating by cousins. So that's the same uh, thing... No, because he said they were second. They were cousins by marriage. He and Mrs. He and Molly. He's like, Molly and I so are cousins saying, by so marriage. You're saying, you're saying that's fine. I'm saying like a cousin of Sirius is married a cousin of Mrs. Weasley. And that, so it would be so fine. It's not, if, it's if, not if Sirius's incest. kid... Yeah. So you're advocating sex with cousins. No. Well, you kind of are. Okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I, my point is, I am sure there are people who've done studies on this, and there is a hard line somewhere. Thrice I've gotten you tonight. It did make me wonder, though, is there is there a point of incest we're just not seeing, even though like he's already laid it out? Like At this point, with the, with the connections we know about, right. has something torrid already happened? Well, I mean... Because here's my other question. It doesn't make sense. What his argument is, is like, well, of course, if we're all, we have to want to play, stay pure blood. We have to like intermarry. And right. it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Bill's hooking up with Fleur. There are other, there are other pure bloods in the world. Yes, exactly. There's yeah. a lot of them apparently, or <laughs> right. at least a lot of magical folk. Their, right. their purity, I guess, could be in question, but like, there's a whole lot of them out there, man. Yeah, wizards and witches are not restricted to England. No, but it, um, I guess there's a part of me that wonders how much of that specific part of it is more a reference to criticizing the royal family. I'm sure it is. I'm sure, and it's something that she would have grown up with. Right. And so it's a it's a subset of people who are aloof and different and better than um, the normal populace. She might have been drawing on that even subconsciously. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, so you said page 116? Yep. Oh, yeah, your, your turn. One word, 12 letters. Hmm. Yep. What? Oh, you just wrote, that was that was your note. Yeah. You just wrote, hmm. No, it was not. You don't know why? You don't know. So you don't know why you did that? Oh, I know exactly why I did that. There was a clue on page 116. It'll be on the left-hand page, lower half. Oh, yeah. Um, well, my question... A clue! My, my wonder was, is, I didn't write this down, but I did think all those things they're throwing out, yeah. all those those objects, it uh, what occurred to me if one of them might have been a Horcrux or something mm, like that. What? I don't... What? But I... And especially... Stars, word. It's spe- so creepy. Specifically the one that was the locket they couldn't open. Hmm. What an that one seemed uh, thing specifically to odd to me. I mean, I think we're supposed to think about the ring. That I think we're supposed mm. to think it's the ring that uh, creature he, he cries about. Creature, yeah. But I think it's actually the locket they can't open. It could be. Yeah. A lot of things are lockets that you can't open. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just knowing that Horcruxes are a thing, and knowing that they are 
little objects often. And then all these descriptions of little objects and things. I was like, I have probably one of them. Um, my <laughs> last, my last note is. <laughs> Thank you for just <laughs> taking all that scaffolding out from under me, letting <laughs> me fall to my metaphorical death. I was so proud of myself. Because that's where pride is yeah. coming before. Before the fall. Oh shit! You're right. <sighs> I mean, you were saying all the right words. You just didn't get there. No, time is out of joint. Okay. Um, it's from Hamlet. Is it? I think so. Oh. Page 117. Okay. Uh, this part made me... This is a gross part. Okay. Creature is found kissing in dead man's pants. <laughs> well, snogging. Is that not kissing? No, it's totally kissing. It's it's flat making out. Kissing um, a dead man's pants. I just think the word snogging is a little more visceral. Like, so, but I just want to make you sure there's no ambiguity. We're talking about a... I think there was tongue. An old infirmed elf slave making out with a dead man's pants. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, oh yeah. There's a lot weird in there. There's a lot of weird to unpack. That's like some David Lynch weird, like... It is some David Lynch weird. Very, like, I can imagine that. Cronenberg. No, Cronenberg's more body-changing stuff. This is like, this is like, why, why is that... You saw Naked Lunch, right? Yes, I did. I'm saying, a house elf kissing pants. It sounds like it's right out of Naked Lunch. I feel like it's more out of, like... Twin Peaks. Wow. That's, why I, that's all I'm saying. Um, just really weird and gross. Do we need to get into why his name's Creature? Is it even more, my, my guess, my question is, is it even more trying to dehumanize him by calling him, like, it? Maybe, or maybe it's the black family named him Creature to dehumanize. Maybe they all had similar names. Sure, but, I mean, I, whoever, whatever the justification for it is, is that the reason he's named Creature, you think? Mm-hmm. That's sad. Nervous. I mean, there is a there is a British word Dobbin, which is a pet name for a draft horse or a farm horse. So where which Dobby could be, comes from? Could be where Dobby came from. So it could be just a J.K. Rowling motif. Maybe. But uh, yeah, I bet it's to dehumanize to make him to make him his winky, his cute little winky elf Ugh. Dobby. They're cute little workhorse of a of a, of a house elf creature. He's creepy. I don't, I don't like it. Makes me feel weird. I don't know. I don't really have much more to talk what about. about Tonks? Did we talk about Tonks last time? Yeah, I, I did that whole... That's the title of the last episode. <laughs> did you even listen to this podcast? Are we listening to the same podcast? Well played. Well played. Um, and listen to my bits. I would like to say about Tonks in this, these chapters that I, I didn't pick up on how clumsy she is before. That was weird. I liked I liked her eager clumsiness. I, yeah. And, and, and how it was clear why Molly was like, mm. It occurred to me that... Uh, have you ever been in a situation where you're... This probably doesn't apply to me. Shit. This probably doesn't apply to me anymore because I'm an adult. Sure. But like it occurred to me while watching this that as a younger person, as like a teenager. Reading? What did I say? Watching? Yeah. In reading this, it it occurs to me that as a younger person, I, I missed an opportunity to avoid or of of being able to get out of work mm-hmm. and assignments or the, you know, chores by just being too clumsy. And it occurred to me that like if you over eagerly fuck shit up. <laughs> People will stop asking you to do things because you over eagerly fuck shit up. But if you do it on purpose because you don't want to do the thing in the first place, then you get a free out. But you have to deal with the disappointment of the person who asked you to do the thing. All you have to do is believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Just take it. Take the opportunity when it strikes. I don't remember the rules I set (laughs) forth. I know believe it's a big one. Um, it was all three. It was three things, but I don't remember what they were. I remember believing it. That's the biggest one. It's just you have to believe it. You have to be steadfast right. in your in your conviction. Which I mean, unwavering in your wavering adherence to the truth. Yes. Oof. It is not as hard as it seems. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying it's hard. It just. <laughs> It's just a deal you have to make with yourself to lie to people. <laughs> the, the, can we go back to that for a moment? Which part? The, your your whole little rules for lying. Sure. Because there you it's said not rules. It's guidelines. It's 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 a how to. Because rules implies sure. that there's ethics or, or sure. like things you shouldn't hey. shouldn't lie about. Absolutely. You said something that really bothered me. Oh, I did. Yeah, it really twisted the knife, and I did not care for it at all. And I I was like, uh, yeah, whatever. But I I can't let it go, and I want to come back to it. You said, when you did your little thing with the boombox, yeah. you created a situation where that person thought they won. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. 
It wasn't a twist of the knife. I'm just saying. <laughs> it wasn't. It's, I'm going to re-examine. It's, that was like an M. Night Shyamalan drop. I'm just and saying And I'm like, is, what the fuck is real? Have I been dead the whole time? I don't think you've been dead the whole time. And I also think that... Are you it, Mr. Glass? I think that every time you've felt victorious, mm. it's been fully justified. Because think of it this way. Who, that, who, that, that night manager was fully justified in feeling victorious. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm reading between the lines now and I don't care for it. Much like you, you reading just, this book. You just have to think about it this way. No. Is it possible that someone winning yeah. could actually be the best option for the person losing? What? No, I'm not even thinking about that. That's, that's I'm rejecting that. Okay, good. All the better. Well, <laughs> this has been Death Readers. Just wanna, I, know, I know you don't like how when I, when I have to explain it, but see, I just did it just now. <laughs> no, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> because I'm not winning right now, and by not winning, I'm winning. But oh, but that's what I'm saying. Like you, pretty confident in your winning. No, I'm not. I'm fine with that. <laughs> so it was sixty dollars an hour. Is that what I'm <laughs> right? <laughs> No, this is clearly pro bono. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that there, imagine a possibility. Imagine this is a good thing for you. I've stopped all imagining right now. Imagine nope, that you could imagine. win without the other person knowing that you've won. That opens up a lot of opportunity. I understand. I think you only understand it as being the perspective of the person who feels like they won but have lost. <laughs> and I, I think you hate that idea so much. I hate the idea of not crowing that I've won. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's true because how can I rub it in their face if their face isn't around to be rubbed in? Maybe that is a fault and not actually a strength. Don't make me think things. <laughs> Maybe you could win harder and, and more if you don't gloat about it. It could just be possible. There could be a bigger prize out there that you could be denying yourself for the cheap victory of the gloat. And that, in a sense, makes you the loser. And do you really want to be the loser or do you want to be the big winner? I want to be the obstinate one. <laughs> but then, then that is... You know, that's a small area over which to rule. <laughs> but it's mine. It's, yep. Um, so, moving on. <laughs> this has been Rob's Therapy Hour. <laughs> where, where did this stuff go? Okay. I have um, like 17 new word alerts. Holy cow. Uh, all right. I have a bunch. I'm going to try to go through these uh, in the in the best way possible. Alphabetical? No. Oh. Just in the way that I searched them on my phone <laughs> previously. Okay. Um, and pardon my pronunciations. Are we going to play Stump Me? Oh, well, I, I say it and you guess what it means? Yeah. Sure. I don't think many of these came from Harry Potter at all. That's fine. So sorry about that. I, yeah. Uh, the first one we're going to go with is... Idle. Idle? Idle. As in not doing work? No. Oh, idle as in a small fetish that you swap out with a bag of sand? No. Oh, boy. Idle like Idlewild, that movie starring Andre 3000? Mayhap. <laughs> what is it? Idle. Which spelling? I-D-Y-L-L. Oh, idle. Oh, once again. Idle. Okay. Um... Is it like ideal? No. Like the ideal of something, I mean? No. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I, that, I only got, I, I will tell you in a moment my context and why I got what I got, but go ahead. Sure. Uh, the the uh, definition here is that it's, it's a noun. Okay. That means a simple descriptive work in poetry or prose that deals with rustic life or pastoral scenes or suggests a mood of peace and contentment. Okay. 
Pirates of Penzance, uh, the Pirate King in the matter uh, in the Patter song says my existence would have been a very interesting idyll. Mm. That's mm. and so I've I created a context from that. Sure, but I did not know the word. No, these I'm re- realizing that these are all from uh, Don't Bite the Sun. Okay, or a lot of them are because this one is a again this specific usage is is uh, says here in the dictionary that's usually British, mm-hmm. which we know Rogers and Hammerstein. Well, we also know Tannis Tannithly. Tan- Tannithly. Tannithly. Tannis Root. Right. Tannithly. Is from Rosemary's Baby. Yes. And the Nazis buried, or they discovered Tannis, which is where the Ark was buried. Yes, that's yes. right. Tannis, anyone? Is, why did it do this? Sorry. This is all cut. Uh, Paley. I think is how you say it. Paley. It's it's an odd it's an odd word. It sounds like pale paley. Paley. Yeah. Unless it's to do something with less blood in your face than normal. I, I think it does. It, oh, it really? Says here, yeah, it's basically to become pale. Oh. Yeah, I've heard. I, I've heard like paled. Or he paled. Or when Blanche. The, yeah, or Blanche. Sure. Right, but palely. If even even palely sounds like an adjective and not a verb. Like yeah. that's the thing that throws me off about that. Well, I could see a a winsome. No wait, that means good, right? What's the what's that disease? An ana- like an anorexic waif would do something sure. paley. Right. Is, but I don't, I've never an heard of it. An anemic person. Yeah. Ah, anemic, that's not anorexic. I'm sure anorexic people don't have a lot of you blood can, in their yeah, face. Yeah, you can hit all the people with all the different disorders. <laughs> when you say it like that, it makes me sound bad. <laughs> or when I talk, it makes me sound bad. Um, all right, next one. Uh, world. World? World. 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 Like visualize world peas spun up? No. No? No. Not world like a pool? No. Uh, it's a drum-shaped section on the lower part of a spindle in spinning or weaving machinery serving as a pulley for the tape drive that rotates the spindle. A whorl. Well, you said world. You added a D. Whorl. You? Whorl. I did, because that's the verb version. Whorled, which is... Whorled. Is having or arranging in whorls. I did not know that word at all. I didn't all. either. I didn't know. That's why we have this segment nope. of the show. So we can both go, what the fuck? <laughs> Spindles. What, am I sleeping beauty over here? Don't bite the sun indeed. Next one. Patrician. Patrician. Uh, I've read a lot of books where there is a patrician and they're like an arch kind of ruler of the city. What city? Ankh-Mor Pork. Well, this one just says, the definition is a member of one of the original citizen families of ancient Rome. Hmm. Yeah. But here it also that. says, adjective of or relating to having or characterized by high birth, rank, or station. It said arch. Yes, you did. It's an aristocrat. Arist- aristocratic. All right, let's move on to the next one, because I, like I said, I have a lot. Um, reconnoiter. Reconnoiter. Let's find out. Reconnoiter. I don't trust robot voice. Reconnoiter. Reconnoiter. It's used in The Mummy. It's, it's for... He's like, I'll, I mean, just, I'll just stay here and reconnoiter. Well, if you're going to say it like a British person. I believe he was Scottish. It doesn't matter. I didn't say it like either of those things. Reconnoiter. <laughs> It's where recon comes from, I believe. It is actually the verb of reconnaissance. So it's to make rec- reconnaissance. So it's, I think it more uh, comes from, not is where comes from. I said recon. Oh, you mean like the, 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 the shortened version. Yeah. So, uh, here welk. <laughs> That's from welcome. Reconnaissance. <laughs> not reconnaissance. Reconnaissance. You're a jerk, Onnesense. Um, New alert. <laughs> Last one, I think. Okay. Obstreperous. Obstreperous. Oh, God. That is definitely one I've heard used. I could not tell you what it means. I like saying it. It's got a good mouth. Obstreperous. Ma- it's got a good mouth feel. It's a weird one. Obstreperous. It reminds me of obstetrician. Obstetrician, is that it? 
Yeah. I don't, it's not, I don't think it's about that. It reminds me of ostensibly, but I don't know if they're related. I don't think they are. Obstreperous. Is it me? It's something, have I been described as obstreperous by someone? Probably. What is it? What's the definition? Marked by unruly or aggressive noisiness. <laughs> I walked right into that shit. <laughs> or the second definition, which I'm sure no one could ever describe you as I don't being. Like, I don't like what your face is doing right now. Stubbornly resistant to control. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nah. Not Do not like. Not at all like this. <laughs> oh, because someone came up with Rob Streperus. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> New word alert. New word alert. Rob Streperus. A new word we're all we're inventing on death readers to go along with <laughs> subtitular. <laughs> well, that's the end of the new word alert. <laughs> I think all new word alerts should end with new words. <laughs> Rob Streperus. It's good. All right. Did, I think I might have have used Robstinate before. I feel like Rob Streperus. It must is... come from obstinance. Probably. But then it's like that raucous noise. Because in, in, in Don't Bite the Sun, I think it was used as like a way to talk about like a raucous noise. Well, the word, like... the word is, you know, a living, changing creature. Sure. Um, Language is living, Doug. Sure it is. Except for Latin. That's dead. It's dead. Um, Mort. Oh, well done. Yeah. Uh, okay, so are you are you ready to be in, end of this? I am. Okay, well... We've learned a lot about ourselves. <laughs> well, if we were paying attention, one of us should have. The uh, <laughs> unless they were being Rob Strapperus. Rob Strapperus. That's been Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob Strapperus. I'm Rob Strapperus. That's right. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon slash Death Readers. And please discuss us extensively on Reddit. So in these uh, this episode, we're going to be going through chapters 6, 7, and 8 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Fuck, I did it again. That's goblet. why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> this entrance going to be so short. It's going to be like when you see those uh, videos of like kids on Chopped and they have their like vegetables lined up and then just go like. Yeah, it's going to be exactly like that. That's what your timeline is going to look like. So I don't think we have any further to There's no more ado. We're done with ado. So let's move into chapter six. Well, I fucked this up. Yeah, I did. In this episode of Death Readers, we're going to be going through chapters four, five, and six <laughs> in <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> like, I thought you read the rock chapters. I was like, oh no. Nope. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened. <laughs> I'm going to get this right. In this episode, we'll be reading through chapters four, five, and six of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Yes. So. That'll really work with my hubris of the first time where I said, that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that brings us to chapter four. Grim Old Place. No, damn it. <laughs> that brings us to chapter four. Number 12, Grim Old Place. That's